wait a minute, I've heard that drum beat somewhere before. Wait a minute, I've heard that guitar lick somewhere before. How'd they do that? Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Frisch and I wanna welcome you to my life through music where I talk about the songs and music that were either there or describes and depicts thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I was experiencing at that particular place and that particular time. And the song that does it for these places and these times is Rhymin' and Stealin' by the Genius Beastie Boys, released in 1986. In my opinion, not only was the writing genius, but the way that the words and the lines were arranged and delivered with an attitude, a mindset, and an I don't give a rip what you think kind of stance. And that completely resonated with me, and it still does. Why did it resonate with me back then? It, res it resonated with me back then because it's rebellious, it's in your face, it's about partying, and it was everything that I wanted to do and be at that time. And the California kid and I, and later on, another good friend of ours, we would play that tape over and over and over again, and it didn't take long for us to realize that we needed several copies of that tape because what would often happen is that it would either get eaten by you know somebody's tape deck in somebody's car or somebody's boombox or it would get you know beer would get spilled on it or 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 drinks would get spilled on it and ruin it or it would just get straight up ripped off stolen and so we pretty much bought one anytime we were near a record store or music store. Remember those? But anyways, we loved and we listened to every single song on that tape. Constantly, constantly. And I remember his favorite was No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And mine was obviously Rhyming and Stealing. And... After I first started listening to it, right in the beginning, for me at least, I realized that this music was very, very unique. Um, unique in that when I first started listening to this, to this song, as I mentioned before, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I recognize that drum beat. And whoa, 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 wait a minute. I know that guitar riff. And... What I'm referring to is the guitar riff was from Black Sabbath's Sweet Leaf. And I was like, this is really, really awesome. This is really cool. And I had to go to one of my buddies, a guy that I knew that had more of a range um, in um, like classic rock. And I asked him one day, we were at lunch, and we always had a Walkman, you know, by us you know, with us. And I put my headphones, I go, hey, dude, listen to this uh, drum beat and tell me where, I I've heard it before, but I can't place it. And he's listening to it and uh, he takes him off and he goes, okay, uh, let me think about it. 
And then the next morning, as we were walking to class, he, he, he walks up to me and he goes, dude, Led Zeppelin, when the levee breaks. And I'm like, oh, man, how genius is that? And so they also did it on, a, you know, several other songs, uh, namely on, on this, um, going by memory, but on that record, uh, She's Crafty, they used uh, The Ocean, also by Led Zeppelin. And they also use, uh, in, an, in their next record, another one that I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to give it away, but I'm going to talk about it much further down the road. But it's just brilliant, not, in the fact, not only in the fact that they use it, but how they use it. It is just brilliant. And keep in mind, this is 34 years ago. And I know that music and songs are, you know, arranged uh, with, 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 with uh, more technology and it's different. I know it's different now, but back then, 34 years ago, it was just absolute genius, in my opinion. But it wasn't just the music. It was also the lyrics. I mean, from the very first line of this song, I mean, they're yelling, because mutiny on the bounty is what we're all about. And I'm just like, what is this stuff, man? This is awesome, crazy. And so I'm thinking to myself, mutiny on the bounty? And I'm like, what is this? And so I, I go to my dad and I ask him, I go, hey, dad, what, what does mutiny on the bounty mean? And he says to me, he goes, look it up. And, but wait. Back then, that meant something totally different than what it means today. Back then, there were no cell phones, there was no Google, there was no internet. Um, as a matter of fact, we didn't even have our first desktop computer at that point. No, what that meant, for me at least, was to go look it up in the encyclopedia and yeah, yeah, the encyclopedia. Uh, years before that, what I'm talking about, um, in our old house, my dad bought a set of encyclopedias from a door-to-door -door salesman. And to this day, up to that point, they sat on these shelves in my new room where I had a built-in desk and above it were some built-in shelves where the encyclopedias sat. And, um, you know, I remember them, man, to this day, they were, they were like uh, navy blue in color, but they had this gold lettering. And uh, they got used. They, they, they actually did get used. So I actually did look it up and realized that that was a story of actual events, which I won't get into it, but it made the, the, the song even that much more interesting to me, even a 15-year-old, maybe going on 16. Um, and what it did for me was it added even a greater depth to the spirit of the song, if you know what I mean, the spirit of the song. And, but wait a minute. What, what is a mutiny? The dictionary defines it as a revolt or rebellion against a constituted authority 
especially by sailors against their officers. And the second um, definition is rebellion against any authority. And that is why this song and this music resonated with me so much. Because at that time, I was at the onset of the throes of my own mutiny. I, in my mind at that time, and I wasn't the only one, every teenager goes through this um, to a certain degree, but everyone was the constituted authority. Parents, teachers, and I wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And so did a lot of my friends. I had a mutiny against who I thought I was supposed to be. And against the person I thought everybody wanted me to be. And of course, that was just the beginning. And I would not see it in its clarity and its fullness until much, much later. But all I knew at that point was that I was going to be me. Damn the consequences. And I stayed true to that in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, uh, even when I got older, I, uh, when I went into the military, and I'll just show you this just for fun. I, um, let's see if that works. Is that coming in? I can't really tell. There it goes. That's me, you know, sporting the Beastie Boys in the military. Um, and here's a, here's a funny story. Um, 10 or 11 years after this, this point that I'm talking about, um, at my wedding reception, I, um, I actually got married in Panama. Um, but when, I got, when we got back to the States, um, they had a... Uh, my dad had a reception for my wife and I. And during that reception, after all the formalities were over and I had got the microphone from the DJ and I addressed those who were in attendance and I thanked everybody for coming and, and all of that was over. The DJ, he says to me, do you want me to play a song for you? And I said, right now? He said, yeah, right now. I said, okay, do you have... Beastie Boys license to ill. And he goes, yeah, I do. I do. I said, okay, play rhyming and stealing. And he, he kind of stood up and he looked at me. He was kind of like, and then he, he knew I was serious. And he goes, all right. And then as he's looking for the CD back then, CD, he nonchalantly reaches out so I can hand him the microphone back. And because I still had it in my hand as I was, finishing up, you know, speaking to everybody, I said to him, no, man, no, I'm singing along to this one. And he played Rhyming and Stealing 
right then and right there. And as it started, the California kid who was there and uh, the other friend of mine, of ours, who I, I will refer to later as Guitar Man, another guy that I grew up with from just, I mean, before kindergarten, we got up there and we got in the middle of the dance floor and we passed the mic, we traded rhymes, and we sang that song. And when it got to the part where, Ali Baba and the 40 Thieves, and we, I held the mic in the middle and all of us gathered around and we just huddled together and we yelled it at the top of our lungs. And yeah, there were some funny looks from the crowd and there were some people with some confusing looks on their faces. But you know what? I didn't care. And I still don't to this day. But I mentioned my, my own mutiny a couple of minutes uh, ago. I've always pushed back. Sometimes a little bit sometimes a little more, and sometimes even a little more than that. And back then, back then, I was pushing back just to push back. We all did. As teenagers, that's what we do. Some of us a little more than others. But pushing back, in my opinion, is one of the many elements that makes us human. And my dad told me that he recognized that in me right off the bat um, when I was young. And he did all that he could to keep me from pushing myself off the proverbial cliff. Uh, just like all of our parents did, because they want what's best for us. They don't want us to get hurt. And I'm glad he did. And I see it in my kids too. That element inside of them that says, no, I'm not always going to follow the crowd. Or, no, I'm not going to do that if it's not what I want to do or if it's something I don't think is right. Or even, yeah, I will do that. Even if I know it's wrong. Or yeah, I will do that because I believe in it. Yeah, I'm standing my ground on this one. I'm going to let this go. I'm standing up. And it's that mindset that has been a very big part of helping me find out who I am. And it's that mindset that will help them, my, my kids, find out who they are. Even when they do push back. And it's not, you know, I mean, they're growing up now, I mean, pretty much. Um, but back when they were younger, I would cultivate that. 
I would make them learn from pushing back. I would make them justify why they're pushing back because I wanted them to learn why they're doing what they're doing. I wanted them to make, I wanted to make them explain why in their own words, not their friends' words, but in their own words. Not something they heard on social media, but in their own words, why they're doing what they're doing. And even if I didn't agree with them, even as we were fighting, in my mind, I was always thinking to myself, at a girl, keep that fight. You may be wrong today. You may be misinformed or not have all the facts, but you're fighting. And one day when you discover who you are, you will know when to push back and when to fight for your own reasons and your own beliefs. And when you finally get there, give them hell, girl. It's that right there that's going to make them who they are. And I will be proud just like I am today. There is a time to stand up. When, where, and why, and to whom, it's up to you. I choose mine, you choose yours. You can't choose mine for me, I can't choose yours for you either. But there is a time. These songs, this is why these songs are in my, my life through music playlist. And I'm going to put a link um, to all the songs that I referenced so that you can check them out. Um, keep standing up. I don't care what it is, but it will show you who you are. I want to thank you for your time also. I know it's valuable. I look forward to seeing you in the next video.